Hello and welcome to another episode of Job Quest, where we get the inside scoop on what jobs are really like. I'm your host, Luca, and today we'll be interviewing Gary Peck, a software engineer at Stream. You'll learn about bugs, not the animal, steps to coding, and much more. Let's begin our quest. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Luca. So what is your job? Um, sure. So my job, I'm a software developer. Um, and what that means basically is I, um, I write computer programs, you know, software, uh, to make computers do stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, usually that's, you know, every, everything we use, right. Computers, phones, these days, like it's all, you know, apps on our phones, um, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a computer program that someone wrote that tells the computer what to do and how to do it. Um, and, um, that's what my job is. And so, you know, we write these in a programming language and it's, it's, you know, just like there's human languages like English and Spanish and whatever, then there's different languages that computers understand, um, uh, that we can tell them what, how, you know, how to do something. And so I, uh, write programs in these languages. That's kind of my job in a nutshell. So can you describe like an average day in your job as a coder or a programmer or software developer? What does that look like? Um, yeah, let's see. So average day, you know, it's, it's changed, um, kind of as, um, as I've gotten more experience when I started out, uh, kind of as a junior developer, Average day is usually kind of like what I just described is, you know, writing code. Uh, well, it's not all writing code. I guess um, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of debugging also. Uh, usually we say like, um, in order to have a working program, um, you'll spend like a third of your time writing the code and like two thirds of your time debugging it. So, <laughs> which is, which can be a little dispiriting if you think about it that way. Uh, but, um, you know, but debugging, uh, is, is fun too. So, but that's kind of a lot of my day, um, is usually, you know, we'll, we'll have like a, let's say you've got a, an app, like a news reader, you know, you can, you can read the news. Um, you know, you, you want to break that down into a bunch of like individual screens and then the feature on the screen, like, okay, first I need a screen that shows all the headlines and like, in order to show the headlines, I need to go fetch the headlines from, you know, from the server. And so we'll kind of break the project down into these little pieces. And so a typical day is, you know, I'll kind of take one of these pieces and write the code to, you know, to make it work. Um, and I'll usually write some tests as well. So part of, you know, kind of part of writing the code is, is oftentimes um, uh, writing some, some tests that, um, you know, you kind of uh, pretend to be uh, someone using this app and um, um, and making sure that it's working. So, um, and then, you know, and then I'll try to run it and inevitably it won't work or, you know, I won't get the, the headlines or the headlines will be all like in random order or the, the words will be, you know, going off the screen, you know, whatever, uh, lots <laughs> of different ways it can go wrong. And so, um, uh, and then that's where the debugging comes in. And so then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll start looking at like, okay, why is this happening and how do I fix it? And, you know, kind of repeat that, uh, write more code, debug it more. And, uh, that's like a typical day. Um, uh, you know, as, as, especially when I started as a developer now uh, that I've gotten more senior, um, 
most I'm more like um, managing a team of developers or I'm a tech lead for a project where I'm helping figure out how we're going to build it. And so much more of my typical day is actually meetings where I'm meeting with other developers who are going to be writing the code and we're just talking through like, how are we going to do this? And what's, you know, uh, what are, what do we need to do? And, uh, um, you know, things like that. So you mentioned that, um, you have to like a lot of your day is looking for bugs in the code. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. how do you find these and do you have to have like a certain kind of eye for them? It definitely helps to have an eye for them. Uh, I I found that, you know, some people are just naturally like more, you know, um, I don't know, more, more, uh, more likely to find the bugs. Um, I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's kind of like, you know, if you think of like detectives, uh, you know, not everyone, I mean, everyone can be a detective, but some people are better at it than others. Just like the way their brains work, like they find those clues, you know, and so same with debugging uh, and finding bugs. Um, everyone can do it, but some people definitely have like more of an eye for it. Um, but it's, I don't know, there's lots of different ways, I guess, that I find bugs. Um, you know, sometimes it's reading the code really carefully and, you know, kind of like you might be proofreading a paper for grammar mistakes. So, or spelling mistakes. So likewise, you know, we kind of proofread the code and, and find little mistakes like, oh, I, told it to, you know, I told the computer to add five plus seven, but I really meant to write five plus eight, you know, and, and that's like throwing off um, something in the code. So sometimes it's like that. Um, oftentimes it's kind of um, what we call black box testing where, you know, you pretend the code is a black box. You don't know how it works. And it's more like you're, you try to do something and you see what the reaction is, what, you know, so like, okay, if I do it, if I do this with my, you know, if I run my app and it, and I try this, then this happens. But if I, you know, and I try to make slight, slight little tweaks on, on it. Okay. If I, what if I tap on the screen here before I load the article or, you know, what if I uh, first rotate the phone and then load the article and, you know, so like trying, that's where it helps to have an eye for bugs, I think is like, um, try is more of like imagination trying to imagine all the different things that a user of your app um, or your website or whatever code you're writing, you know, of, of what a user might do. And, you know, that takes a lot of imagination. It's like, oh, what if they did this first? And what if they did that first? Like, will my code work correctly? And so that's kind of um, oftentimes how we find bugs also. Well, especially with like big coding projects and stuff, um, you'd probably, it'd probably be much harder to look for bugs in the code. So, does it take a long time maybe? It, yeah, it can. Um, I should say there's also tools. So there's, you know, there's programs who that we can use that help us find that will look in your code for bugs. So that can be helpful too, especially when you have a large, uh, you know, kind of a really large project. Um, but it, it can take a long time. I'd say, um, you know, there's also, uh, you know, kind of a couple other ways that uh, that I tend to look for bugs uh, that helps me, you know, narrow down and, you know, kind of try to find it faster is, um, you know, usually we can run uh, the computer program in um, what we call a debugging environment. So basically, 
you you run it in a way that you can kind of pause it at any moment. Um, and so you might, you know, basically I'll I'll be using the app, for example, but connect it to this debugging environment and I can hit pause in the middle and I can inspect like what is the code doing right now. And so that really helps. Uh, if I know, you know, usually like I'm, I'm it's it, usually we're not just looking for bugs randomly. It's more like, oh, someone ran into a bug and I'm trying to figure out where is the source of the bug, how to fix it. And so then, then it's, you know, it's a matter of like, okay, let's repeat the thing that the, you, that uh, the person did to, to, you know, to run into the bug. And uh, while I'm doing that, you know, maybe pause the code and inspect like, okay, what's, what is it, what is it currently doing, you know, and things like that. So what did it take in terms of school and training to become a software engineer? Um, well, it's pretty flexible. You know, for me, I went to, um, I went to university and, uh, I studied computer science for four years. Uh, that's where I got my bachelor's degree in that. Um, and that was kind of like my schooling. And then I've been working since then. Um, there's some people that don't even go to university. You know, they, uh, you can definitely learn how to program, how to be a software developer just on your own. Um, and, you know, and there's also some people that get more schooling. So, you know, you can get a master's degree, you can even get a PhD. Um, and, you know, usually that just means you're spending more time really getting deep and learning a certain subject. Um, but, uh, yes. And, and then there's a lot of on the job training. So, yeah, you know, a lot of learning is really just, uh, doing, you know, software development and learning from your mistakes um, and um, getting better at it. So a lot of my training is really just uh, having done it for a few years. So what are the best and worst parts of your job? Let's see. Um, well, I guess the best part is, uh, you know, writing programs is and and finding bugs also. It's kind of like solving puzzles in a way, right? That's uh, so I I love the challenge of that. That's uh, every day. It's like it's a, it's a new puzzle I get to figure out. Like how do I make the computer do this thing that I need it to do? Um, and so there's you know there's like the puzzle part of it. Uh, there's a creative part of it because, um, you know, also it's like you have to take this idea that you have and figure out how to express it in a computer language. Um, and, you know, it's not that different from taking an idea you have and for a story and, and writing down, writing it in a book, you know, and expressing that in, in, in language that way. Um, so it's, you know, there's kind of that, that creativity, which I um, really like also. Um, that's probably like the you know uh, there's more, but that's probably the two best parts for me is is kind of the the puzzle and the ch and the challenge and then the the creativity. Um, mm -hmm. Worst parts, I don't know what are the worst parts. Well, uh, I guess one um, bad part is that uh, you know I spend my day sitting in front of a computer. That's that's all I do and. Uh, uh, you know, I like doing the stuff on the computer, but I wish I could like be outside enjoying the sunshine or, you know, there's other jobs where you get to be a lot more like hands on, you know, with what you're doing and you're getting more physical activity. And 
software development is a lot of a lot of sitting <laughs> and staring at a computer screen, which uh, you know can uh, get a little uh, um, just uh, tiring. Um, yeah, no, that's probably the worst part for me. That kind of goes into our next question. Uh, how long do you think, uh, if you could have like a guess? Yeah. How many hours do you think are you on a screen? Oh, um, I mean, a lot, <laughs> probably, probably like from, um, I mean, the most of the work day, you know, from like, for like eight hours a day or, you know, every, I don't have strict hours, you know, some jobs you, your work, like, you know, 9am to 5pm or something for most software developers. That's not the case. There's a lot of flexibility. So, uh, you know, my, um, hours are different, but typically, you know, my, my whole work day, I'll, I'll be on the, uh, on the screen. Um, if you look at like most or like a lot of popular websites and, um, educational, um, mm -hmm. educational websites, you'll probably see that maybe a few of them use AI now, which mm -hmm. is kind of yeah. a lot. So, with things like that growing, do you think jobs like a software engineer will still be needed or will computers be able to code themselves? I mean, it's a good question. Um, you know, I think people always talk about like AI and, you know, how, like computers will be, you know, they can do things for themselves and I don't know if we're ever going to get there. <laughs> it's it seems to be always kind of on the horizon. You know, even as AI gets better, it still always has limitations, and it usually need. You know, if I look at the AI kind of a lot of the really cool stuff that's coming out right now with you know ChatGPT and um, things like that, um, it still needs someone to actually to write the code of the AI. You still need the software developer exactly. to develop it, um, and you know, you could say like, oh, maybe at some point we can develop an AI which can then write future software itself. And so like, you know, you don't need a developer anymore. But um, uh, I don't know. I think um, I think there's a limit to how creative we can make AIs. Like they, they, at the end of the day, they usually all boil down to doing something that they've learned to that they've been taught to do before right so like you train an ai typically and you give it a bunch of examples of of like you know say software code that has been written and then they can based on that they can write new code but if they they can't really think creatively for themselves in the sense of like coming up with solutions to new problems that they haven't encountered so I feel like, you know, there's uh, maybe one day we'll get there, you know, <laughs> hard to say, but uh, I don't, I don't think it's hap it's going to happen for a while, you know, not probably not for at least like 30, 50 years. Yeah. And you made a good point. Um, they all have to be coded by somebody like, yeah, they're not, they don't just originate kind of like humans. So yeah. What do you think are the best coding languages for beginners to learn like me? <laughs> um well definitely uh, i'd say python is very popular for learning programming and for a good reason it's a it's a kind of uh it's a nice language for learning it's simple um uh, it's uh you know it's a bit simpler 
Um, and there's lots of learning material available for it. So that's probably like a good one to start with. Um, the other one I'd say is a JavaScript. Um, you know, JavaScript, it's, it's a bit of a messy language. So it's kind of annoying to use, but it's also very like easy to learn. And you can do so much with it because it's JavaScript is used for so many different things. You know, you can write websites, you can write mobile apps, you can write like server software, you, you know, so you can do lots of different things with JavaScript and it's very easy to get started with it. So I'd say that's probably the other good one. But but I think Python is maybe better for learning about programming and then JavaScript is good for like, okay, I actually just want to go do things now. But uh, yeah, so it's, I'd say that those are probably uh, two uh, two good ones to start with that I would kind of point people at. Mm -hmm. I've I've started learning Python. Oh, awesome! It's pretty fun. How do you like um, it? It's it's definitely challenging if you try to do like big programs, but if you yeah. try to do some like a simple animation or game or something, I think it's pretty easy. Oh, nice, yeah. And finally, what is your favorite joke? Okay, knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> kind of silly. Well, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. I never knew being a software engineer was so cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of JobQuest, and we'll see you next week.